America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kelly Show, let's have some fun on a Wednesday, on a hump day, and yes, it's me, I'm here, yes, I'm still (coughs) almost dead, I'm sick. What, Chris? I can't do anything about getting food poisoning, but guess what? Like a warrior, I'm here doing, you think it's easy doing radio, sitting down and talking? This is basically the hardest job on earth. (laughs) Anyway, I am here. And here's what we have on tap. Doing something a little different tonight. You know, I don't usually do guests or phone calls. I'm probably still not doing phone calls, but I am going to take a rare guest tonight. Eli Crane, friend of mine, Navy SEAL running for Congress. I'm actually going to have him on in about 30 minutes from now. When do I ever have someone on the show and try to raise some money? Never. I never do it. The show is to make your day better. Does it make your day better having somebody hey, give money every single 15 minutes? No, it sucks. It's Eventually, you tune it out. So when I do it, I want it to mean something. Eli Crane means something to me. You want someone who thinks like you in Congress? He's coming up about 30 minutes from now. We'll talk about the battle against rats. New York City's in a war against rats. I, what, Chris? Don't shake your head. I have a solution. You don't think I know how to solve these problems? I'm going to solve New York City's rat problem. Just get, what? Don't shake your head. We're going to talk about FBI stuff. A pro-lifer facing 11 years in prison. 
Blue versus red, major cities going into the toilet, Elon Musk under attack from the government, and some outstanding news out of the economy. I bet you weren't expecting that, right? Do you do you want a piece of great news from the economy? Would you like something to make you feel good one hour from now? One hour from now, Chris, remind me, one hour from now, I will say something that will make you feel good. There's an article out today. It Honestly, it had me standing up and cheering. But first... I want to begin here. Joe Biden has taken to do something, taken to do something. That, that's not a way to say that. Joe Biden does something, and I think it's awesome. I know. I know that's crazy. You're not expecting that at all. But Joe Biden does something that I think is extremely impressive. There are things you can do when you don't have shame. I know because I lack that. I lack, I lack, uh, the wife says I lack the shame gene that normal people get. She said, that's why I end up doing rude things. It's not because I'm inherently rude. I just don't have that thing that, that makes you worry about what other people think of you. Joe Biden has it too. He has it too. Now in a slightly more dark sociopathic way, but this is what I mean. Joe Biden had a little soundbite today and I'm sure you've heard it a hundred times, but stay with me because There's a little something in there that I think is just a gem. He announced today, of course, he's releasing more oil from the Strategic Oil Reserve. That is there for national emergency purposes, not to lower gas prices temporarily to help you win a midterm. So it's obviously political. Everyone knows it's political. He actually got asked about it today. Here's what he said. What is your response to Republicans who say you are only doing this SPR release to help Democrats in the midterms? Where have they been the last four months? That's my response. Is it politically motivated, sir? This no, it's not. Three weeks before the midterms? Look, it makes sense. I've been doing this for how long now? It's not politically motivated at all. It's motivated to make sure that I continue to push on what I've been pushing on. It's motivated to make sure that I continue to push on what I've been pushing on. Oh, okay. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. What, hey, Joe, uh, here you are as president. You've almost completely drained the emergency oil we need to continue running as a nation and function militarily should a war break out. Hey, Joe, what? why would you do that? Well, it's there to make sure I can continue to push on what I've been pushing on. Joe Biden does this thing because he's a sociopath like I am, where he offers up these answers that are in no way answers at all, but he acts like they're the definitive answer that ends the debate. And I've decided, Chris, that I'm going to start doing this. You remember, he did this all the time back when Hunter Biden was, the, the, the media kept bringing up Hunter Biden when Joe Biden was running. And we used to marvel at it. You'll remember if you've been listening to the show a long time, we used to marvel at it. When a reporter would ask Joe Biden, because you have all these people saying, uh, Joe, here's black and white evidence Hunter did something wrong. And the reporter would take it and they go to Joe and say, hey, Joe, here's evidence Hunter did something wrong. Joe's explanation was no one said he did anything wrong. The process of impeachment has ensured that everyone knows about Hunter's dealings with Ukraine. That's a good thing. And no one's found anything wrong with his dealings with Ukraine, except they say it sets a bad image. Everyone found that there was something wrong. Even Democrats feel scummy that, okay, while you were vice president specifically in charge of Ukraine, 
Your son not only got a crooked job he wasn't qualified for, but you had the prosecutor who is looking into your son fired. So everyone sees it and it's bad. But Joe, because again, he lacks that shame gene. It comes out as, well, no one said he did anything wrong. (laughs) But wait, there's more. He does another thing. I love it. I, I, I can't help it. I love it. I find it hilarious. I give you my word as a Biden. You ever heard this? I give you my word as a Biden. Give you my word as a Biden. I give you my word as a Biden? What does that mean? Joe Biden's been in office for 9,000 years. He's been a well-known, well-established liar for 1,000 years. Remember Joe Biden ran for president back in the 80s? And basically his dishonesty, his outright dishonesty, ended his presidential campaign. He's been he's one of the biggest liars in Washington, D.C. And yet when Joe Biden's challenged on everything, he, he brings up this, I give you my word as a Biden, as if it's the 1840s and he's migrating west and they're an old western ranch family and my, my word is my bond. Give me my word as a Biden. What does that mean? <laughs> it means nothing. And he does it all the time. Remember when he finally got asked about people dropping from the planes during the haphazard escape of Afghanistan? Remember, hey, Mr. President, you are in charge. We are currently being embarrassed in front of the world. American civilians behind enemy lines. We have Afghanis dropping from the plane wheels. And Joe, what's your explanation for that? Well, we've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen... Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. As if that's somehow an explanation. And I've decided, Chris, instead of sitting here getting outraged today about this whole thing, I've decided I'm going to start adopting this. I'm going to come. No, hear me out, Chris. Hear me out. Whenever I'm challenged, I'm just simply going to start explanations. I'm going to go. I'm going to spout explanations that don't mean anything at all. But then I'll act like that basically ends it. Like, let's say I say something and. Chris jumps in like he does. It's really annoying and, and, and tries to challenge me. You know, I'm, I'm just going to say, well, yeah, well, that's why chickens can't fly. And I'm just going to leave that hanging there. As if, as if I just solved the argument at all. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait for that. What? I think that's going to be fun. I can't wait to challenge. Or I can't wait to. I can't wait to fix New York City's rat problem. I See, Chris, here's the problem with you. You think it's all about issues, about steel dossier and FBI and woke nonsense and things like that. Really, it's about me using the huge brain I have that works. What, Chris, I have a high-functioning brain. I've been told that. No one's ever actually told me that, but I think I think if I was studied, people would tell me that. I have this huge, high-functioning brain, and therefore I can solve complex problems. It's not that difficult. But anyway, Chris, that's why chickens will never fly. <laughs> right? All right. Anyway, let's check in on the uh, genocidal maniac, Bill Gates. The goal of climate is to get emissions all the way to zero. So it's not just cars, but it's planes, it's trains, it's cement and steel, it's uh, agriculture buildings. So we have to have ways. Sorry, I should probably pause this really quickly. At the very beginning, he says the goal of carbon is to get emissions to zero. Just want to remind you once again. That is the stated position of every billionaire and politician who talks about man-made climate change. Their stated position is zero emissions. Net zero, zero emissions. Um, 
you are emissions. I'm not talking about the uh, coal plant up the road. I'm not talking about the SUV. You, right now, as you breathe out. <gasps> I just breathed into the microphone, Chris. I do my own sound effects. As you breathe out right now. Or, look, maybe you had bratwurst for lunch. That's emissions. If the goal is to make emissions zero and human beings are producing the emissions, one might wonder exactly what kind of steps you would take to get all those emissions down to zero, huh? I'll tell you what, we're going to dig into that in just a moment, and then I'm going to solve New York City's rat problem. We'll talk about pro-lifers under attack, red cities, blue cities, so on and so forth. Let's do discuss this really quickly, though. You do know why the Fed's raising rates, right? Drastically. You know they're going up another 0.75 and then possibly another 0.75. Why would the federal, why would the feds, why would they purposely drive interest rates through the roof causing a recession? Because they are flat out panicked about the value of the dollar, inflation. I don't have to tell you about inflation. I'm not going to insult your intelligence. If you've bought groceries, you know about inflation. If you bought anything, what are you going to do if the dollar does collapse? What are you going to buy things with? Do you have gold coins from Oxford Gold Group? You understand that if you call Oxford Gold Group, not only will they deliver coins to your front door, you understand that those coins are good forever, right? There's not an expiration date. So maybe nothing goes bad in the next year or two. Maybe it's 20 years, 30 years. We know it's coming. You know those gold coins... They'll still be sitting right there with incredible value. What's there to lose? Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. They're laid back. Get some gold in your physical possession. 833-995-GOLD. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget, you want some good news? I have news that's going to put a smile on your face ear to ear. About 45 minutes from now, got Eli Crane coming up about 15 minutes from now. I'm going to solve New York City's rat problem in like two minutes from now. I am, gosh, I am so on point. People thought, a lot of people have said, Jesse, we know you're the greatest ever, but I'm worried food poisoning is going to hold you back. I mean, I bet a lot of people have said that. Well, look, food poisoning's not holding me back. You know what I am now? Slimmer and trimmer, Chris. Now I'm even more ready than ever to... change changing people's lives! Let's go back to Bill Gates here real quick. I'm never going to get off on this. I wish I'd put that differently. I'm never going to get off this. I'm never going to get off... I'm I'm never going to get off this, Chris. Never going to get off this. Bill Gates. Hugely wealthy. Massively wealthy. Bill Gates. Wife split up with him because of whatever the nature of his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein was. That's her words, not mine. Okay. That, that Bill Gates, Bill Gates is also one of the largest farm owners in the country, which wouldn't be a big deal, except Bill Gates has a stated goal of eliminating beef. 
We already have all kinds of problems in the beef market. Don't believe me? Talk to a rancher. Okay, so that's already weird. Bill Gates also believes that human beings, you, me, your children, that we are poison to the planet and that the goal is to get to zero emissions? The goal of climate is to get emissions all the way to zero. So it's not just cars, but it's planes, it's trains, it's cement and steel, it's uh, agriculture buildings. So we have to have ways in each of those areas of making it inexpensive enough that not just the rich countries, but the entire world uh, decides to get rid of the gigantic level of emissions we have today. Mm -hmm. Well, let's check in and see, because I, I, I wanted to bring this up and I'll get to New York City's rats. Have you thought about the insanity of the Biden administration's stance on oil and gas? The insanity of it. I want you to listen to something, not Biden from today. I want you to listen to the Energy Secretary Granholm. And I want you to see if you can pick up on exactly how truly just oddly insane this is. Do you, five years from now, 10 years from now, are you telling me you want them drilling for more oil, the refineries putting out more gasoline in five or 10 years? What we're saying is today we need that supply increased. Of course, in five or 10 years, actually in, in the immediate, we are also pressing on the accelerator, if you will, to move toward clean energy so that we don't have to be under the thumb of petro dictators like Putin or. Okay, let's pause on this for a moment. Let's just let's set everything aside. New York City rats and oil. Let's set it all aside. Let me tell you. Let me ask you something. Let's just say I'm in charge, which is not hard to picture, Chris. <laughs> Don't be like that, Chris. Gosh. Anyway, let's say I'm in charge. I'm running things. And let's say I decide exactly what kind of cleanup items are going to be used in my home for whenever my sons spill. And there's two businesses across the street, right? One of those businesses, they sell actually rags, cloth rags. You can use it to clean something up, and then you can throw it in the washing machine and reuse them. And then there's another business across the street, and this is your business. And this business sells paper towels. All right, so there's the cloth business, and then there's paper towels. And both of you want my money. I have sons, they're messy, and I need stuff to clean up. Now, let's say this. Let's say... The rag industry, the one that's not yours, they're on hard times. They never have enough rags for me at all. The rags they do send can't clean up the messes because the messes aren't quite enough. Paper towels, though, your business, you always have everything I need. But because of the shortness of the cloth rags, I come out one day and I say this. I say, listen, uh, this is my press conference. Those cloth rags. I love them. They're what I want. They are the future. They're, soon, I'm only going to buy cloth rags. And you know what? Those scumbags in the paper towels, I'm going to end those losers. Those losers, their industry's killing the planet. It's killing children. You hear that paper towel, guys? You're out. I'm, go I'm coming for you. Oh, by the way, uh, we're short on cloth rags. Hey, paper towel guys, can you help me out and send me some extras? Maybe do some extra investing for the future? Hey, paper towel guy, do me a favor. Start a new factory beside you to, so I can have more paper towels. You understand how insane that sounds, right? 
to ask oil and gas companies to make gigantic multi-billion dollar investments that will maybe pay off 10 years in the future while constantly informing them you intend to attack their industry like a ravenous wolf and consume it. You understand how crazy that is, right? Well, that's the official policy of the United States of America. Golly, we got some bumpy times coming. All right, we're going to talk to Eli Crane before I solve New York City's rat problem. And we're also going to solve your energy problem. Now, I don't mean the oil and gas prices. I actually can't do anything about that. I'm talking about your personal energy problem. That 3 o'clock in the afternoon wall you hit, and believe me, I'm not judging you, that one that has you walking over to the coffee pot in the afternoon, or maybe sipping on a little energy drink of some kind. Again, I'm not judging you. I've done it all. We, we have them stocked here in the office. I know. I've had to do it forever. I don't remember the last time I've had a cup of coffee afternoon. I've been taking a male vitality stack from chalk for seven, eight months from seven, eight months now. My energy level is absurd. Ladies, they have a female vitality stack and we're talking natural herbal supplements, things that are good for you to put in your body. And we're talking about an anti-communist company that sought out this show because they hate communism that much. As you hear my voice, they're listening to me in the chalk factory. They're our people. They have 35% off subscriptions right now, so you don't have to worry about reordering ever. Cancel at any time. Go take this for 90 days and tell me how you feel. CHOQ.com. Promo code JESSE gets you that 35% off. CHOQ.com. Promo code JESSE. Go. Feel better. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and you know I do not have people running for office on the show. I don't really have anybody on the show. I don't I just don't do guests. I don't like it. I really prefer to focus on me. I find the show's better. But there are four races I'm emotionally invested in in the country. One of them joins me now, Navy SEAL running for Congress in Arizona, Eli Crane. Eli, why run for Congress? Uh, well, brother, uh, I think I got hit in the head one too many times as a kid. But uh, <laughs> no, honestly, I'm just really, really concerned. I know you get it. I know your audience gets it. And so I'm, I know you started looking for new ways to get into the fight after leaving the service. And uh, I felt like I should be doing the same as well. What is that feeling of obligation? Why? I mean, it's not like you were scrambling eggs with all due respect to the chow hall people. You did your time as a Navy SEAL. Why don't you just go on, make some money, live your life? Because I'm worried that we might, I might not be able to just live my life and, and make money if we continue to go down this path that we're going on. And I'm most certainly sure that if we continue going the direction that we are, that my kids most certainly will not. And so as a father and somebody just that just loves this country and wants to see it continue to live on and people from you know all walks of life continue to be able to live the American dream, um, you know, those of us really don't have you know, much of a choice, you know, if we are service service oriented. Eli, for so long, what has been, you know, standard Republican politics is, you know, low taxes and, and things like that. That's been standard. That's been standard. And I like low taxes right. as much as the next man. But it misses the boat, in my opinion, so much on the actual battle we're in for this culture. What is the battle we're in? Is it about taxes? You know, no, it's not. 
and obviously you said it, that is an important part of life. It's an important part of our economy. But unfortunately, the Republican Party seems to always be at least five to 10 years behind, you know, where, where they need to be. They, they're very slow to acknowledge the cultural war that is going on in this country for the heart and soul. You know, I'm, I'm at events all the time and um, I hear, you know, folks that are other candidates and a lot of time they're more establishment candidates. And when I listen to them talk, it's like I'm pretty positive that they don't get it. I'm pre- pretty positive that a lot of the folks that I talk to don't really understand how much trouble this country is really in. And Jesse, uh, we really do. We have Marxists socialists and communists embedded in every major institution that we have. And, you know, people are, I think people are starting to wake up to it. But if I'm being honest, I I think that um, the number of Americans that actually really understand how much trouble that we're in um, is, it's actually pretty small. And that really, really concerns me. Speaking with Eli Crane, he's running in a one-point race in a swing district in Arizona. In case you're wondering why you should care, this is one of those ones we can get. Eli, why don't they get it? I mean, I, I, I'm obviously not an intelligent human being. You were in the Navy, so you certainly aren't. But you see <laughs> and you understand just how dangerous it is. Is it because people don't want to understand? I've always thought that that was part of it. People, they see it, maybe they think it, but they think, I just, I can't go that far. It's too much for my mind to handle. Well, the interesting thing is, um, you know, if you talk, if you talk to Cubans and Venezuelans and people from Argentina mm-hmm. and other places around the world that have experienced what I was just talking about, they've experienced tyranny, totalitarian control, communism, Marxism, socialism. They know exactly what's going on. And they're the most, they're the most concerned people that I talk to. And they, they're, they, it's almost like they want to scream when they're in rooms of Americans who are, you know, so complacent, so passive, so, you know, completely unknown. They, they just don't know what's going on. And, uh, and I think that Jesse, I think that, um, so much prosperity and freedom often breeds complacency, passivity. And when you can just like have all the luxuries and the wealth that we have here and as much freedom as you want, what pe- people do is they take that as a license not to be engaged, not to think about what's going on and just to, you know, take it for granted and think that nothing could ever, nothing bad could ever happen here. And that's a very dangerous state of mind when you understand the history of the world. Again, we're speaking with Eli Crane, running for Congress in Arizona. All right, Eli, you were a Navy SEAL. Uh, setting aside all the standard boilerplate answers about I just miss the guys and everything else, what was the coolest thing about being a Navy SEAL? There had to be several moments, but there had to be a moment or two where you thought to yourself, I'm a freaking commando, and this is sweet. What was it? You know, there were several of those moments, Jesse, where I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm getting to do this. I remember (laughs) one time they sent me and another guy from my platoon to Phoenix, Arizona, um, to Bondurant High Performance Racing School. And we just raced Corvettes all day as they were teaching us how to like as they were teaching us, you know, combat driving and high speed driving. And and, you know, there were there were moments I remember one training, you know, training op we were doing where we were flying in Blackhawks over the city of Los Angeles. And 
we flew past the Hollywood sign and then we banked left out into the ocean and we went and we, you know, we took down a ship that was right off the coast and just like moments like that, you know, nobody will ever get to experience. We're just, you know, that stuff like that is something that'll never leave you. <laughs> that sound you hear right now is every 17 year old boy listening to the sound of your voice signing up to join the Navy. <laughs> all right. Well, actually, in all seriousness, sadly, Eli, they're not signing up to join the Navy. They're not joining the Marines. They're not joining the Army. The recruiting numbers are in absolute free fall. And I've been trying to sound the alarm about the rot that is happening and how fast it's happening and that there aren't sacred cows. It's coming for the SEALs, too. No, you're right. And um, it's it's sad, Jesse. Like, I think that a lot of us, even Americans, you know, we thought that there were some sacred cows. We thought that they wouldn't touch our elementary kids. Yep. We knew that they would, you know, try and indoctrinate and destroy our college kids when we sent them off to college. You know, we just hoped that we'd done a good enough job as parents where they would, you know, they would be able to withstand that. You know, but we also thought the military was one of those um, verticals that was you know, a sacred cow or untouchable. And what we found is with these radical ideologies, there is no sacred cow. There is nothing that they, there is nothing that they don't want, you know, to embed and get their hands in. And it's like, it's these, these radical leftist ideologies, Jesse, they're like a cancer and they just spread throughout the body. They spread throughout the country. And before long, you've got full blown socialism, you know, communism, and that's a very scary place to be. And I think that's exactly where we're headed if we don't pull our head out and actually, you know, um, get some real representation, some real leadership. But even more importantly than that, it's so much bigger than that. It, the, we, the people, have to start paying attention again. Yep. And this is, you know, anybody that listens to this, the Jesse Kelly show, and I love to give him a hard time because, you know, he's a Marine and, you know, he wished he could have been a Navy SEAL. But, <laughs> you know, but... This guy, he gets it, man. He gets it. Like I, I heard him, you know, for the first time I heard him, you know, um, we were hanging out in, uh, I think it was Utah, maybe a month, month and a half ago. And this guy completely gets it. So everybody that listens to this show gets it, but we have to do a better job of making sure that our neighbors and our family members, you know, and, and anybody we can come in contact with understands the severity of the situation. Because when you have a country that's of, by, and for the people, if those people are disengaged, if they're checked out, if they're not paying attention, it creates a power vacuum or a vacuum that's and that vacuum is being filled right now with those radical ideologies that I, I've been talking about. Eli, running for Congress in a one point district in Arizona. Eli, if people want to give you some money and I never do this, do I anyone? Do I ever do this? I want you to go support this guy. Where can people go support you and get you in Congress where we need you? Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Eli for forarizona.com. We really appreciate it. My opponent is because he can't talk about his record. He can't talk about issues. He's resorting to the same leftist, you know, attacking that, you know, all of them are doing right now. Eli's too radical. He's an extremist, blah, blah, blah. The good thing is, Jesse, I think that Americans are starting to see through it. It's like the boy that cried wolf. You can only hear that garbage so many times before you you just realize that it's not even true and so i appreciate you brother let me come on your show and and even your even your help trying to you know help us raise support super fine my man eli yes. for arizona.com do i ever tell you to do that 
I realize that's the norm for talk radio. Let's have on another dozen candidates today. Hey, send him some money. When's the, Chris, when's the last time I did that? Chris doesn't even remember. I don't remember. I'm fully invested in that guy's race. Everyone else, we stood up uh, We stood up on stage. Everyone else, 25 candidates there. Everyone else talking about, I mean, not bad things, taxes, immigration, things like that. Eli Crane gets up, and he's talking about communist infestation in our institutions. I said, that's my guy. Eli for Arizona.com. All right. Once Eli gets elected, here's what we're going to do. We're going to all meet in Israel next July, and then we're going to talk about how cool it is that Eli's going to take us all on the defensive driving course. Chris, do you think we can probably get Eli to do some kind of a show event where we all get to drive Corvettes, right? We'll bring him to Israel with us. I, I don't think I think he's I, I don't think he's one of yours though. Sorry, I think he's one of ours because he believes in Jesus. Anyway, come to Israel with us next July if you want, if you can afford it, and if you want. We're going to spend 10 days together as a show family. Go to christianexpedition.com slash jesse. We're going to be on the Dead Sea, in the Sea of Galilee, Masada, Jerusalem, Nazareth, you name it. We're going to be there. christianexpedition.com slash jesse. We'll be back. Jesse Kelly. And soft it is the Jesse Kelly Show. I can't wait to do this thing, Chris, where I say things that are totally unrelated and mean nothing at all, but I'm going to say it like it's so definitive. Yeah, that's probably why your hat's so tight. It just, just means nothing. Just means <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> all right, quit. Focus. Before we get to emails and red cities and major cities and Elon Musk and FBI and things like that, let's, let's, let's have a chat about... People, right? Because I saw this email or email. I saw this article today in the New York Times, and it got me thinking. Remember, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. In the battle against trash and rats, New York City officials try a schedule shift. Now, obviously, a major city getting rid of its garbage and having a hard time getting rid of it fast enough so it doesn't pile up. This is not a New York City problem. This is a living in a city problem and always has been. Big cities, when people congregate in huge urban areas throughout history, they don't know how to get rid of the trash fast enough. They don't know how to get rid of the uh, human waste fast enough. It just always has been something of a challenge. So let's set the trash aside for a moment. Let's talk about the rats. Obviously, New York City is famous for rats. I don't know of many people who like rats. Many people fear rats. They've never bothered me, but there is something a little odd about a rat, something a little gross about a rat. I mean, it's a rat. But do you ever get this impression that so many of the people either in your life or who run your city or your state or your feds or, or whatever institution may be, do you get the sense that some people make things more complicated than they actually have to be just to justify their existence? You ever been, maybe you have someone, I bet you money, you, I bet you money you have someone like that at work. I guarantee you, if you work for a large corporation, you have several people like that in your large corporation. There always is. There always is. There's a guy who acts like, sir, that's a major 
Huge problem. We have all these documents. We're printing them out. I am on it, sir. I've started. I've commissioned a study. Me and 10 guys. Here's the problem. We have all these pieces of paper. We don't know how to hold bundles of the paper together. So what I've done is I've I've dug into this and I will get you a solution. And the boss is sitting there thinking, we don't have paper clips or something. What about staples? Have we tried staples? Staples are pretty advanced. So you know people like this. Why does New York City have a rat problem? You know my grandpa had a farm, right? Grandpa Hank, rest in peace. He had mice and rats around the barn because that's just the way it is when you have horses and animals and food and things laying around. Do you know what Grandpa Hank used? Do you know actually what people have used throughout the history of mankind? Cats. I'm sorry, I don't mean to make a complicated problem sound so simple, but if you have an animal and it's running wild, maybe you should find a natural predator for that animal and introduce it to the environment. What's the negative to New York? Is it going to be a problem to have cats running around, stepping over the homeless people and people on heroin in the sidewalk? What's the problem having cats run around? around? We here have mosquitoes all over the place here in Houston. All over the place. Now, we do the same things everyone else does when it comes to mosquitoes, mosquito repellent, those worthless candles that don't work, all kinds of things. You want to know one of the main successful things people use down here? Because we're always outside doing things. They have little devices now you can buy, and they simulate a dragonfly. A dragonfly. Dragonflies eat mosquitoes. Did you know that? And so the mosquitoes, they hear the, quote, dragonfly simulation, and they don't come around anymore. New York City has been wrestling for as long as I've lived with rats. Oh, rats. They're big rats. Rats everywhere. Dang, what do we do with the rats? What's wrong with cats? Chris, was that too simple? Or you know what? You know why it doesn't happen? Because Ten people down at City Hall as we speak right now. You know what they're saying right now? Well, we definitely need to study on this. I think if we shift, they're actually talking about shifting the schedule. If we move it from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., all that is is incompetence and corruption. Uh, Chris, how much money does it cost to, to rent a cat? Can you, do you rent cats? Is that You can't rent cats? Well, I don't know, Chris. I don't have cats. They're vile little creatures that just occupy your home. Well, no, we're not going to adopt it and then abandon it. Chris, good grief. What is wrong with you? Jeez. You know what? That's, you know, we're going to set Chris. PETA, email Chris, not me. Email Chris, not me. We're, remember, I told, you, I, I told you I have good news. I have good news coming up here in just a second. But before I get to that good news, let me get to this good news. Let me get to the fact you can get the greatest sheets on the planet for as low as $39.99 right now. Giza is the best cotton on earth. Everyone knows that. Mike Lindell, of course, went out and found the best cotton on earth and said to himself, how can I make something amazing with that? Here's the thing. 60-day money-back guarantee. If you go get a couple sets of Giza Dream Sheets, which you should because they're 60% off, and they're not the greatest sheets you've ever had, I want you to send them back. You'll get your money back. You don't have to take my word for it. One, we can support an anti-communist company like MyPillow. Two, 
I still crawl into my Giza dream sheets all these months later and say to myself, oh my gosh, these are amazing. You want that? Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE, and you can get Giza dream sheets for 60% off, 6-0. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Or truckers... Anyone stuck in traffic, anyone out on the road, don't get on your phone. Just make a phone call. 800-845-0544. Go get yourself a couple sets because the second you throw one in the wash, you'll put your old set on that's not Giza and you'll hate yourself for it and you won't be able to sleep. If I sound like someone who's experienced it, that's because I have. Now, that's enough ugliness. I've had enough ugly for the day. Talk about something wonderful. Are you ready? You ready to smile? You ready for some great news? Hang on. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.